Hint Hive, the podcast where we turn up the volume on women's voices and break down the barriers that try to hush us. I am your fearless host, Kelly Hint, Queen Bee of this hive, and today we're diving deep into a topic that's all too familiar for many of us, anxiety disorders. So grab your favorite cup of tea, kick back, and let's have some real talk about the roller coaster ride that is anxiety. Ladies, we are going to turn those anxious vibes into empowered vibes. Now, before we dive in, let's get one thing straight. Anxiety is no joke. It's not a trendy accessory. It's a real and valid experience that many women face. But here at the Hint Hive, we believe in turning those challenges into stepping stones. And I do need to have a little disclaimer here. This podcast is for the purpose of education only and is not a replacement for therapy. I suggest that you seek out help of a trained professional for help with your specific situation if needed. All right, ladies, let's start by shaking off the stigma surrounding anxiety. It doesn't make you weak. It makes you human. And guess what? It doesn't discriminate based on age, race, or how fabulous your shoe collection is. Anxiety is an equal opportunity disruptor. You are not broken or less than if you struggle with anxiety. You're a damn warrior for choosing to power through this disabling condition every time it threatens to bring you down. The majority of people that I see in both my psychotherapy private practice and my life coaching business are women with anxiety at various stages in their mental health journey. And I can tell you hands down that these women are all warriors, whether they believe it or not. Every single day, they choose to fight their demons and do the best with what they've been handed. Nothing comes easy for them. And yet they continue to do the necessary work to better manage the beast that is anxiety. Now let's discuss the various anxiety disorders that attempt to pull us under and wreak havoc in our everyday lives. And this is kind of information heavy, just to warn you. I'm going to go through a couple of different disorders and give you lots of information. First up is generalized anxiety disorder. Just like it sounds, this bitch keeps you up at night worrying about everything. This disorder is characterized by over-the-top anxiety and experienced most days of the week. The worry doesn't seem to have a specific focus. You're just worrying about everything, and you struggle to control the anxious thoughts in your head. Like when your partner tells you to just stop worrying and you want to punch them in the mouth because if it was just that easy, you'd freaking do it. Another fun fact is that you also experience some of the following symptoms along with those anxious ruminations, such as feeling amped up and on edge, becoming easily fatigued, concentration issues, irritability, am I right, muscle tension, and sleep disturbances. Sound familiar? The next anxiety asshole we've got is panic disorder. This one can be especially horrific and disabling due to the intensity of the physical symptoms experienced. If you've ever had a panic attack, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Some of those fun physical symptoms of this disorder include dizziness, nausea, racing heart, shaking, trembling, sweating, chills, unsteadiness, shortness of breath, feeling like you're choking, chest pain, abdominal pain, fear of losing control, and fear of dying. That sounds like a hellscape of epic proportions, right? As someone who's had her fair share of panic attacks, I can tell you 
They are not fun at all. And speaking of fun, agoraphobia is another fun anxiety disorder where there is such a significant fear of situations or places that is so intense that you may have a hard time even leaving the house. The fear of crowds, stores, elevators, and traveling can be so overwhelming that it causes panic, embarrassment, helplessness, and feeling trapped. Quite often, a person with agoraphobia can have panic attacks just at the thought of leaving the house. All right, moving on to the great party destroyer, social anxiety. Yay! Also known as social phobia, this one is pretty self-explanatory. It is important to note, however, that social anxiety is not just being an introvert. No, that would be way too easy. Social anxiety adds heaps of distress and agony on top of what an introvert experiences. With social anxiety, there is an extreme fear of criticism or scrutiny in many social interactions. The intense fear experienced often leads to significant impairments in many life areas due to avoidance of social situations. One of the hallmarks of this disorder is the extreme embarrassment felt while ruminating over a conversation where you feel that you said something weird or wrong or awkward, to the point that you can't stop ruminating. You may even experience the hot rush of your face turning beet red just thinking about the awkward encounter years, yes years, down the road. In addition to the broader anxiety disorders, we've also got some fun specific phobias that can cause some stress in our lives. Specific phobias can include animal fears, environmental stressors, think like tornadoes, earthquakes, etc., needles, medical procedures, and situational phobias such as flying on an airplane or riding an escalator. One particular phobia has been labeled white coat syndrome. Some of you may have heard of that one. This is where people experience significant distress just walking into a medical facility. Now, obsessive compulsive disorder and post-traumatic stress disorder were both categorized as anxiety disorders at one time, but have since been updated to be put into their own categories. It is important to note that OCD is about more than being a germaphobe or flipping a light switch, and also people can have PTSD outside of combat or sexual assault. The stereotypes surrounding both of these disorders can be very harmful and result in a person minimizing their symptoms and not getting the help that they desperately need. People also use both of these disorders so casually in everyday conversation that it also makes people who struggle with these conditions minimize their own distress even further. For example, how many times have you heard someone laugh about how they're so OCD because they like sitting in a certain spot? Or others say that they're experiencing PTSD after missing out on a sale at Macy's. I know, kind of extreme examples, but you know what I'm talking about. OCD and PTSD are far more serious and can cause significant dysfunction in those truly suffering with either disorder. Because these two disorders are bigger beasts that would need much more time to discuss in depth, I'll table that discussion for another time. If you're interested, however, in learning more about either of these conditions, feel free to email the podcast and either request an episode devoted to either of them or ask some specific questions. 
Another important piece of information that's worth mentioning is that anxiety can manifest differently in women compared to men. Although it is important to note that individual experiences vary, and these generalizations may not apply to everyone. Societal and cultural factors, as well as biological and hormonal differences, can contribute to variations in how anxiety presents in men and women. Here are some general trends. As far as symptom expression goes, women often exhibit internalized symptoms such as excessive worry, rumination, and emotional distress. They may also experience physical symptoms like headaches, muscle tension, and fatigue. Whereas men often externalize their anxiety, leading to behaviors like irritability, aggression, and impulsivity. They may also be more prone to using substances like alcohol or drugs as a way to cope with anxiety. And as far as the social and cultural factors go, in women, societal expectations and gender roles may influence women to prioritize relationships and caregiving, contributing to relationship-centered anxiety. Women may also experience anxiety related to societal pressures related to appearance or achievement. Whereas in men, societal expectations tend to be, they need to be more stoic and self-reliant, and that may lead to anxiety being masked by anger or frustration. Men may feel pressure to conform to traditional masculine norms, affecting how they express and cope with anxiety. And as far as onset and prevalence go, anxiety disorders are generally more prevalent in women, Hormonal fluctuations, such as those during the menstrual cycle, pregnancy, and menopause, can influence the onset and intensity of anxiety symptoms. And as somebody who has gone through all of these, um, menstrual cycle, pregnancy, and menopause, I can attest to this. Uh, We get a little cray-cray sometimes. Um, As far as men goes, while they may be less likely to seek help for anxiety, they can still experience it. Some studies even suggest that men may be more prone to developing anxiety disorders later on in life. And then anxiety disorders in women often co-occur with other mood disorders such as depression. Hormonal changes can also contribute to this overlap. Men with anxiety may be more likely to have comorbid conditions like substance abuse or anger issues. The externalization of their anxiety may contribute to these associations. And yet another difference is that women are generally more likely to seek help for mental health concerns, including anxiety. They may be more inclined to talk about their emotions and seek support from friends, family, or mental health professionals, whereas societal expectations of self-reliance and stigma around seeking help for mental health issues may discourage men from seeking support. Men may be more inclined to cope with anxiety independently, which makes sense when you think about them using substances um, to cope with their anxiety. And this is also true for depression. Now, it is important to recognize that these are general trends and individual experiences may deviate significantly from these patterns. Additionally, societal attitudes towards gender roles are evolving, and these trends may change over time, which is very encouraging. Seeking professional help is important for anyone experiencing anxiety, regardless of gender, as effective treatment approaches are available for everyone. 
And now that we've gotten that very information-heavy stuff out of the way, let's just take a second to celebrate the strong women who've conquered their anxiety and are thriving. I, among many women, have happily moved to the other side of debilitating anxiety and am living my best life. And you can too, with the right tools and healthy supports. Imagine your anxiety is that annoying ex who won't stop texting. It's time to hit the block button and live your best life. But seriously, managing anxiety can be a journey, and we've got to give credit where credit is due. To all the women out there who've turned their anxiety into fuel for success, you are the true MVPs. I suppose now would be a good time to give some examples of some of the challenges with anxiety that I have gone through in my life. Um, I share some of this with my therapy patients and my coaching clients because it's relevant. Um, I feel that women who struggle with anxiety need to know, they need to understand that it's not permanently hellacious for their entire lives. You can learn ways to manage it as I have. Um, For example, I, at one point in time, I was working for somebody who caused me an awful lot of distress and to the point where I would get texts and emails at three o'clock in the morning accusing me of not getting something done when I had actually done the thing like weeks ago, just ridiculous nonsense. And I got so worked up about all of this because I was naturally prone to anxiety. I had struggled with anxiety all my life and didn't know it. Um, but then I, I kind of had a bit of a breakdown. Um, I ended up in the emergency room because I thought I was having a heart attack. And they told me, of course, I go to the emergency room. They hook me up to the monitors. They make me drink that nasty GI cocktail thinking it could have been heartburn. I insisted it wasn't heartburn and it wasn't. Um, however, there were no other causes. And so they sent me on my way. And then you know, not that long later, I want to say maybe a week, I was sitting on the couch, kicked back with my feet up on the coffee table, very relaxed, and bam, I had a panic attack. Again, didn't know it was a panic attack, um, because why would I know that it was a panic attack? I was relaxing. There was nothing wrong with me. I was having a very relaxing moment after work. And out of nowhere, it hit me. So my my brain did not automatically go to panic attack. And P.S., this was also before I was a therapist. Um, So I head to the emergency room again, tell them I'm dying again, and they give me the GI cocktail again. And again, it was not freaking heartburn. They sent me home. So then I was at work a couple weeks later. And I ended up having a panic attack at work and somebody had to drive me to the emergency room where somebody finally said to me, very gently, she was a wonderful nurse. She said, honey, I hate to tell you, but these are panic attacks. I was like, what? No, they're not. I don't have panic attacks because, you know, I was that asshole who thought that I was too strong to have anxiety. I was too strong to have panic attacks. Well, guess what? I was wrong. I was half wrong because 
anxiety has nothing to do with strength and weakness. Um, so I got my crap together. I went to a therapist and I worked on my stuff. Um, but unfortunately, anxiety isn't just a one and done situation for most of us. And so I have spent the rest of my life managing this condition. But I am on the other side, like I said earlier, of that debilitating nature of anxiety. Um, I'm at the point where it's managed very well. And when I wake up and I feel that anxiety in the pit of my stomach, I say, not today, anxiety, not going there. I got too much to do and I go do my thing and I don't let it stop me anymore. Um, and also I do have um, OCD, but it is, again, I'm, I'm at a very manageable place with that. My OCD was never extreme. I had, I would say, mild to moderate OCD, and I believe that's what um, my former therapist diagnosed me with also. She she said it wasn't over the top, but it was still causing me problems, and so I learned how to manage that also. Um, so the reason why I share this is I want you to know that if you are experiencing any symptoms of any anxiety disorder, it is not a death sentence. It's not hopeless. You can get to a point where you feel better, where you feel like you're managing your crap and you feel like you are kicking ass and taking names. And honestly, that's one of the reasons why I decided to start this podcast, because I know I've got stuff to say that can help people. And I remember what it was like to be in that place, that horrible, horrible freaking place where I didn't want to leave my house. It was just awful. I was afraid of having anxiety and having panic attacks. And I never imagined that my life could be what it is now. But damn it, it is. I've worked really freaking hard to get where I'm at. And I want the same for each and every one of you ladies out there who are listening that have anxiety. And now let's take a second to address the elephant in the room, societal expectations. Who the hell decided that women should be calm, cool, and collected all the time? Not us, that's for damn sure. It's time to break free from the expectations that bind us and embrace our beautifully chaotic selves. It is okay to have and express emotions. It is okay to not be perfect all of the time. It is okay to make mistakes. And damn it, it's okay to be a hot freaking mess sometimes. The important piece is that you dig down deep, find that warrior within you, and fight your way back to managing this bitch that we call anxiety. Ladies, if anxiety were an Olympic sport, we'd all have gold medals. But here's the thing. We don't have to compete against each other. Instead, let's share our stories. Let's lift each other up. And let's create a sisterhood that can conquer anything. Now, before we wrap up, remember that seeking help is a sign of strength, not weakness. Therapists, support groups, or a trusted confidant, there's no shame in reaching out. Because at the Hint Hive, 
We believe in amplifying women's voices and supporting each other through thick and thin. If your anxiety is crippling you, please seriously consider finding a therapist who can help you to get your anxiety to a manageable level. And if your anxiety is somewhat stable, but still holding you back from accomplishing your important goals and dreams, reach out to me for some coaching. We'll kick anxiety's ass together and get you working on those life goals. And if you've already done the work but need a bit of a refresher, go grab my book, Kick-Ass Coping Companion, Shit Your Therapist Taught You That You Forgot. It's filled with a variety of coping skills that can help you to keep your anxiety where it belongs, pouting in the back corner of your brain like the weak-ass bully that she is. And if you're still not convinced, if you're still not inspired that you can conquer this jerk that we call anxiety, let me give you a little bit of inspiration. Here are just a couple of names of some female celebrities who are kicking their anxiety's ass. This is based on various admissions on talk shows and social media and other outlets. So we've got Emma Stone, Miley Cyrus, Selena Gomez, Lady Gaga, Adele, Sarah Silverman, Demi Lovato, and Jennifer Lawrence. Ladies, if they can do it, so can you. In upcoming episodes, we'll be talking further about anxiety and other mental health conditions that women often deal with. And we'll be talking about the various ways that you can cope with uncomfortable symptoms, stressors, and emotions. Ladies, we've got this. Together, we can accomplish anything. Don't forget that. And don't forget the power of your healthy hive. Well, that's a wrap on today's episode of The Hint Hive. Thank you so much for listening. And remember to email the podcast with any questions, topic suggestions, or personal stories that you'd like to share. Remember, queens, your voice matters. Your experiences are valid. And together, we can conquer anything. Until next time, stay sassy, stay empowered, and keep buzzing in the Hint Hive. Thank <laughs> you.